Wednesday, May 16th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry World Magazine has reported on a new study, couples who stay married for the long run end up happier according to a new study by a Pennsylvania State University sociologist. Paul Amato and co-author Spencer James of Brigham Young University used 20 years of data from the longest-running detailed study of marriage and looked at reported rates of happiness, shared activities, and discord among 1,600 spouses, including more than 200 who have been married for 40 years or more. Contrary to previous studies that found marital quality deteriorates over time, this new study found marital quality actually improves over the years for couples who stay together. Positive outcomes for couples in long-term marriages are the norm, Amato said in an interview with the Institute for Family Studies. Contrary to what many people think, marital quality does not inevitably decline. It tends to remain high or even improve over the decades. When you add the dynamic of a lifestyle engaged in a local church with regularity embedded in the life of a church, it goes out the roof in terms of longevity, perseverance, happiness, and affirmation of the relationships and the increasing depth of intimacy between the husband and wife, even as the physical and sexual dynamics begin to dissipate because of biological reasons, the emotional intimacy actually skyrockets in those days because of all that they have built upon throughout life and shared in life. And then if they are surrounded, as I would apply with the means of grace, preaching and worship and fellowship, then that even skyrockets it. Now, by the way, the dip in this, I like the way the reporter said it, the hurricane of children, particularly in their adolescent and teenage years. Indeed, the report says after a slight dip in happiness and shared activities in early marriage, the hurricane of young children and careers for that matter, happiness and shared activities improve over the years and discord declines. So many times your children arrive at those challenging ages. I think it starts around 11, maybe 12, what we call being thrown into the barrel with your kids at that age. And that usually coincides about the same time where some career decisions, you know, you've been in your career and you're moving along and now am I going to stay in this career, move to another one, or I got to take a step forward? What am I going to do? The challenge of time devoted to career, time devoted to children. So it's no doubt that during those years, that's where the, quote, slight dip occurs. But actually, I would like to say, when you work through those years, that's what makes the following years so expansively and explosively enjoyable with each other. What you learned together as you went through it, what you've accomplished together, particularly when you apply the biblical principles of a man giving spiritual leadership in the home, of a woman bringing that completion of emotional health and insight into the home that she brings, order into a home. I always share with people, I know when a home is orderly, there is an extraordinary woman in that home. And I'm not talking about just things are neat. I'm talking about the relationships are orderly. The woman sets that pattern of orderliness. 
And when there is a depth of concern, then I know a man is doing his job because leadership, according to the Bible, is a servant's heart that wants to care for people. And if there's a man who is caring for his wife and his children, that compassionate environment begins to be seen in the home. Now, certainly women have that great nurturing dynamic and men have that leadership. Here's where we're headed, all of that. But I would just say I have always noted a Christian home where the husband and wife are fulfilling their overlapping but yet unique roles. Men will bring that depth of intimacy that flows from their concern for their wife. And women bring that depth of order that flows from their trust in the Lord working through their husband and working through them together into the lives of their children. Those things are fleshed out in those, quote, dip hurricane years when it doesn't seem so satisfying and joyous, but yet on the other side, there are some things that really develop out of that. May I just say anecdotally, I cannot envision my life apart from my wife just what she means to me and hopefully what I can mean to her. As you know, because we've been friends for a long time, I always tell people long courtship, short engagements. In my case, it was short courtship, short engagement. It was a three-month courtship and a three-month engagement, and that was it. Somebody said, do you regret that? Would you have liked to have taken longer courtship? Are you kidding me? If I could go back and redo it, I would just reduce it down to another two or three months if I could. It has been such a great blessing for me to have enjoyed my wife. Not only attracted to her beauty, I'm astounded by her depth, the very thing that drew me into her life. But what I'm more astounded by is what we've been able to develop throughout the years. You know, Tom, when we get in a car now and go on a trip, A lot of our talk is what we've enjoyed together throughout the years and our anticipation of what's in the future. Harry, why is it in our society today that people give up so quickly on marriage? Because they give up on everything. We live in a society today that says you're entitled to happiness, not your call to holiness. And that means instant happiness. Not only is everything there for you, but it's supposed to be there immediately for you. And you don't have to work at it. It's mine now fast. And that's why we destroy our partners in marriage. They exist for us instead of we exist for the Lord, and now we want to be used of the Lord in their life. Perhaps it might sound simplistic, but advising a young couple who are going through the hurricane challenging years of life, is it wrong just to say, hang in there? Not only hang in there, but get some mentors. That's why I brought out at the beginning, get embedded in a good local church. And so I would say to my brothers and sisters in those churches and my pastor friends, we need to make sure we've got good premarital counseling in place. We need to make sure that we've got a way for people to develop relationships. One of the things we love to do at Briarwood, our Sunday schools are called congregational communities, and they all have older couples in them. Our young couples classes all have two, three, or four older couples they can develop relationships with and learn from. Everybody needs fathers and grandfathers. Everybody needs mothers and grandmothers in their life. They need that all the time, and so we want to give that to them. And then you need to have solid worship dynamic in a church that's God-centered. The family that learns to worship God together will be able to stay together for the Lord. Worship sets the thermostat in your Christian life, and that includes your marriage. And then the other thing is this. 
It's just like pastors give up too quickly in their churches. People give up too quickly at their job. People give up too quickly at a challenge. It's we want it now, and if it requires effort, then I need to move on to something else. Your marriage is going to require work. Marriage is hard work, but God can enable you and God can strengthen you. He wouldn't call you to stay together for life if he wasn't able to keep you together for life. And of course, it is the power of the gospel that is life-changing that allows our lives to change for the Lord and in relationship to each other. I told Cindy the other day, you know, you had no business marrying me. That was about the dumbest decision you ever made, of which I am eternally grateful. Marriage for me was like the big date. You know, I didn't have to take her home. Now I got her. Of course, I found out pretty quick that the big date is not a way of life. And I would wake up, literally wake up in my first year of marriage and say, oh my goodness, I'd look, there's Cindy. And I would say, this is the rest of my life. I've made a commitment. This is the, because I mean, that's the way I was raised. I'd made a lifetime commitment. And I'm saying, this is the rest of my life. This isn't take a shot. And if it doesn't work, go try another one. In my dating life, I usually dated, I had somebody different every week. So now I said, this is my life. Well, you know, I still wake up. In fact, I wake up more at night now than I used to. And I still look at her when I wake up. And I no longer think this is the rest of my life. I now think I've got so little of my life left to live with her. And I'm so grateful for her. Harry, thank you for your thoughts today. As we close out, let me remind you to download the Briarwood app. With this app, you'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will encourage and challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. Again, this app is yours at no cost. Well, do join us again tomorrow, Thursday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.